Buckle up, listeners. I love that, Carl. That's really clever. Is that because there was um, a seatbelt sign noise? Yeah. Well, welcome to... Well, that fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast with Luke Coulson. And Kyle Wise. And a seatbelt sound. Uh, every week we'll be talking to real guests about their amazing, often traumatic, life-changing experiences and events that have happened to them. Focusing on stories of survival, hope, and overall triumph. Yeah, so really focusing on the good stuff that has come out of some pretty extraordinary things that have happened to people. Yeah. I love that. Me too. Yeah. Uh, we actually have our first sponsor too, which is jolly exciting. And we're now sponsoring... I feel yeah. like now's a great time to use the seatbelt <laughs> sign. And the original Handlebar Jack, which you can find at www.handlebarjack.com. Do you know what that is, Kyle? I don't. Right. So you know when you need to mend your bike, your bicycle, and you turn it upside down because your chain's fallen off, or maybe there you've got a flat tire? Yeah, I was thinking, man, it always messes up with my gears. Yeah, it messes up with your gears. So now there's a little stand, which is perfectly portable and comes in a really nice package. And these two little clips, and they clip onto your handlebars. They're completely universal. And then it turns into a little stand. So when you turn your bike upside down, it literally allows your bike to balance. It's like one of the most cleverest things. And I just want to add that we're not a bicycle podcast. However, we are all about surviving traumatic and life-changing experiences. Have you ever had a flat tire on like a grimy, dusty road? Yeah, it's the worst. The worst. So now our tenuous sponsorship link is complete. If you do go online at www.handlebarjack.com and you type in the code WTFMU, which is actually the acronym for our podcast, which we had to write down because it really confused <laughs> the fuck out of us, <laughs> then some of the proceeds will be going to foodonfoot.org. That's foodonfoot.org. And those guys are helping out the unhoused and the low-income neighbors in your neighborhood. So our friends at Handlebar Jack will actually donate um, some of the proceeds to that amazing organization. So, I mean, it's a win-win, people. Incredible. So, um, this is um, another episode of uh, Luke and Kyle's. And Kyle, by the way, is uh, my partner in crime, who uh, just during COVID, it becomes more and more impossible. So, we do this little afterthoughts section, which is... I love that. Yeah, which is kind of just us having a bit of fun, just a bit of banter and, and recapping what we've what we found and what we've what we've learned, I guess. Um, so, this is another episode of our podcast, Well, That Fucked Me Up. Um, and... You, That's why I asked to be on your podcast. I'm like, <gasps> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leading a challenge next week. It's called how to chuck it in the fuck it bucket with great and move on with grace and ease. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you're in the right place. So, um, Julie, it's great to meet you. And, um, we should start as we always do at the beginning or wherever you want to start. You know, this is a, a, a podcast that concentrates on people that have really experienced some traumatic, uh, things that can be a one-off thing or it can be a series of things and and then they're kind of the rise from the flames or the ashes or the um, struggle against adversity and you know begin where you want to begin it's great to have you thanks i was so excited when i when i saw your podcast i'm like oh i need to i need to talk to these guys um so for me it was like a series of unfortunate events uh when covid hit i was an educator for a fortune 500 company and ended up being in my house. I have a very big personality, so I didn't do well. 
and my attitude got really, really shitty and work got really yucky. Well, then July 11th, I broke my wrist in three places. And this is just in 2020. So in July 11th, I broke my wrist in three places. And then August 27th, I got fired. Oh, gosh. From said job. Yeah, that was great. That was strike two. And then September 15th, uh, Hurricane Sally came through Pensacola. And I had three and a half feet of water in my house. And I lost everything. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. I'm sorry. Well, it was... Uh, I've never been in a hurricane before. Um, nobody ever told me that I had hurricane insurance, but nobody told me that you probably should have flood insurance. I'm not in a flood zone, so I didn't have flood insurance. So I literally lost everything. Oh. I had to borrow a pair of flip-flops because my mom's birthday was the next weekend. I had to borrow a pair of flip-flops to go to her house because like every pair of shoes that I owned were was in hurricane water, which is the nastiest water imaginable it, for, for those of us who so i'm from england originally and we don't have much in the way of hurricanes uh and uh, uh tell us about how that happens and how quickly that comes in and the realization when you are suddenly this is going this is coming for us this is going to affect us and 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 the help, I guess you, you can't do anything about it, you, you know, no matter how much you think you can prepare for it, you, you can't because it's too last minute. Is that generally how it goes? Usually, you know, like normally they say, OK, so Hurricane Sally is coming. She's going to hit here or here and they can narrow the, the area of where they're going to hit. If you have enough warning, if they say, listen, this is ramping up, it's going to be a cat four. You can get the hell out of Dodge. You can jump on a plane, drive, get out. However, with Hurricane Sally, she was like drunk in the Gulf. She was like going over here, and then she was going to go over here, and then she smoked crack and went over here. She and literally had no idea where she was going. And then normally hurricanes come through. This is what I've learned because two more came through after this. They fly through, and usually about five to six hours, they're just in and gone. Sally sat over us and was a huge rainmaker. So they said it was only going to be a category one and people have hurricane parties. Like they get a bunch of booze and sit and have parties during right. hurricanes. And, uh, which I don't understand. It's scary as shit. Um, but I woke up in the middle of the night and heard something. And when I climbed out of bed, I stepped into water. And that's just from rainfall or is that water coming from elsewhere? Both. Both. I'm about a mile directly from what's called like the sound area. And then they have Pensacola Navy base. And on the other side of that is the Gulf of Mexico. So all the water with the amount of rain, we had over 30 inches of rain, plus all the storm surge coming in because the hurricane pushes the water in. So like all this water came in that shouldn't have come in. And where I live should not have flooded. However, uh, the weather people were, we knew it was bad when Jim Cantori, who does all the hurricane things and he goes to where all the nasty storms are. He was in Mississippi because that's where it was supposed to go. Well, all of a sudden somebody said on Facebook, they're like, shit, Jim Cantori's here. Oh my God. It's not good. Right. Yeah. They send him to where it's going to hit the hardest for the story. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we, we found out that he was in Pensacola Beach. And at, by that time, you can't get out. Like, the roads, everybody hits the roads. So you can't get out. So you just have to hunker down. 
And even up when the hurricane was hitting, I still thought it was going to be a category one, maybe a category two. I'm not in a flood zone. I should be okay. But I woke up and my house was flooding. And so I was able to salvage two pieces of heirloom furniture by putting them on my kitchen table and a hook latch rug that my mom saved. And then I had boxes that were on top of stuff, but everything else was gone. Like all my furniture, all my clothes, all my shoes, it was just gone. And they come in and they take your house up four feet, all the drywall up four feet. Like you could stand in my garage and look all the way through to the other side of my house. I'm I'm sitting here listening to you with my mouth wide open and goosebumps because I can't imagine how devastating that must feel when you have everything that you own in one place and you know it's gone. Are you in a neighborhood? Are you in, what's the deal? Yeah, I'm in a... I'm in a subdivision, and the thing was is we had no electricity from, like, 2 o'clock the day before. And so by the time that I was able to get out of the house, when I woke up, there wasn't water through the rest of my house. It was in the back of my house. But by the time I left, there was a foot of water. The water rose that fast. Oh, my gosh. And so I was able to get out, and I went to a friend's house, and then I came back the next day, and it was just... You just walk in and like, I have a video of walking in my front door and opening it and there's still a foot of water in my house. You know, it's just floating around. And, and I think the hardest part was when I got back from Arizona and they started taking everything out of my house and they put it out on the curb and here's all my furniture. And when I moved here from Chicago two years ago, I bought all brand new furniture. Mm. And I'm watching him put it out on the curb and here come the scavengers and they start picking up your furniture. Oh my and they goodness. take it. Oh my goodness. So... It was, and it, it was compounded because not only did I lose everything that I own, I didn't have a job, and I had a broken wrist. You must have felt like the 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 whatever the the what the universe was against you, right? At what point I'm are like, you like, come on, give me a break here? I'm like, come on, Bat! What the hell, Batman? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Why? Well, I'm a good person. I do gratitude journals. What the hell? Why? What? what? So, and so, yeah, how did you, I mean, this is very relevant to all of the conversations that we have um, over the episodes. It's that feeling of complete loss or, you know, within yourself. It's like, I don't, how am I, how do I pick myself up from this? Where do I go from here? You know? Well, it was funny because I knew in the moment I kept getting these nudges because I kept like trying to find a job and force it and find this job. I'm going to find a job because I had a corporate job. It was very lucrative and uh, going to nothing was was traumatizing. But I just kept hearing like, just hold on, hold on. And through a coincidence, which is never a coincidence of events, I met someone who introduced me to somebody else who helped me build my brand, Divine Phoenix Rising. Because through my life, I have 31 years of sobriety. I mean, I've been through the mess. I've been homeless on the streets of Seattle. I mean, it's just, I've been through some shit in my life, so I knew how to rise. This time it was different. I learned how to build a brand. I started building a course to empower women to rise from the ashes of their lives to reclaim their divine phoenix. So it just has snowballed and just gained more and more momentum. And like, I'm releasing my own podcast on the 31st of this month. So I just every day woke up knowing and just had faith that it's going to be okay. Because up until then, I've had some really shitty days, but I've survived all of them. Yes. And I think so that's, that's what kept me going. 
Yeah, of course. But I suppose even with that, at times, well, certainly with what you went through, there must have been... I mean, I know from, you know, some stuff I went through and some stuff that we've heard people go through, you, you get to a turning point, I think, and it's kind of, yeah. I'm not going to let this beat me. I yeah. am going, you're right, I've, I've been through this before in different ways. And I know yeah. it's finding that feeling or knowledge that you know it's going to be okay, right? Somehow yeah. it's going to be okay. But I think a lot of our listeners and what's resonating with a lot of people is many people don't feel that. I, I didn't feel no. that for years. I thought it's not, it's not going to be okay at all. I'm never no. going to, I'm never going to be okay. And it's that realization that, hold on a second, I can come back stronger from this, you know? And there's a lot of self self soothing that goes on because there are still days where I wake up and I'm like, fuck it. I'm not getting out of bed today. <laughs> I'm going to pull the covers over my head. You know, this sucks. You know, I, I haven't had a sale on my business. All of the shit that piles on and then your inner demons start playing and the, and the sound gets louder and louder. And those are the days that I just, I just say, okay, listen, I'm just going to ride the wave of the emotion. I'm not going to try and do anything. Maybe I'll go to the beach today. I'm going to do something, but I'm, I'm not going to force anything today. Yeah. It's that, um, it's that acceptance as well. It's kind of, well, I can't, I can't change any of this or I can't, you're right. You can't force against it. You can just, you can do something to try and change it, but you can't force against it. You just accept what's happened and, time to time to get on with it and start to try and make things better like make today a better day than the one before you know and it's funny because there's and then there are some days where i get up and i i feel like rocky at the top of the stairs and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like swinging going all right life you hit like a bitch let's go <laughs> so I'm like let's go let's go i got this and then you have the next day you're like oh okay so i don't got this yeah um but, and there's an ebb and flow. And, and once you start having better days, I know it sounds cheesy and it sounds corny, but for the last while I've been writing a hundred things I'm grateful for mm. every single morning. Mm -hmm. And today I got to 125 things. That's a lot And then of there's things. a day where I can't even get to 10. And those are the days that I just, I literally grab some tea and snuggle with my dog and mm. say, fuck it, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm, I'm a big fan of journaling. And I, I also do a similar thing in the mornings and um, just getting thoughts out of your head and onto pay onto paper or onto a computer yep. is a really, yep. really good thing because in, from my experience suffering from kind of major anxiety all of my life, um, it's, they'll just keep whirring around my brain until I extract them somehow, you know? Yeah. If it's on paper, I can look at it and go, Oh, because the demons in my head are so much bigger than the demons on the piece of paper. Yes. So if I can, if I can take the demons and put them on the piece of paper and look at them and go, Oh, all right. It's kind of like, you know, you look at someone that pisses you off and you like pinch their face and you start squishing them and make them lift me. <laughs> yes. I'm squishing you. I'm squishing yeah. you. If I can do that with my demons on a piece of paper, then it, ma it makes me feel stronger for the next set that comes towards me. Wow. Because for every elevation that you get in your life, you're going to have a brand new set of demons. Wow. And you have to make them your friends. That's really cool. It's funny, isn't it? We start talking about uh, Hurricane Sally and we end up in a place of kind of, uh, I don't know, how to resolve things and how to overcome things. And it's, it's just, it's been a really good transitional talk, I think. Um, can I yeah. go back to something which you're going to hate me for? But one thing I picked yeah. up on was 
you um, and this is kind of right back to the hurricane thing. So sorry to put you back there, but you said that you had hurricane insurance, but not flood insurance. So I'm assuming that was a total bitch, right? You you weren't covered because you would have been covered (laughs) had you not got flooded, but your house had got blown over. Well, and here's the, here's the thing that, that pissed me off the most is that when I talked to the insurance company, I didn't talk to the insurance company, and this is my bad, I learned such a good lesson, that I didn't talk to them before they started throwing all my stuff out. I'm like, oh, I've got insurance. I've got X amount of dollars for insurance. So there was stuff that I probably could have salvaged that I was like, oh, I have insurance. I don't want to clean this. It's disgusting. And so I threw it away, and then I found out that I didn't have insurance. <sighs> but... Going back, everything, there's a, and it's corny and it's cheesy and I get it, but there's really a reason that everything happens because this going through that gave me the intestinal fortitude that when other things happen that I'm like, okay, well, listen, if I can go through a hurricane, I mean, I've gone through a house fire. I've been almost like the shit that's happened in my life. I've been there before and I've always ended up okay. Sometimes I'm bruised and broken and bleeding and and devastated and just sitting in misery. But at the then I just think, okay, self-soothe, you don't have to do anything right now. And I think about, okay, Jules, shit sucks really bad right now. What would make you happy in this moment? Yeah. And when I think about it, whatever it is, because I I know that universal forces, whatever you call it, God, universe, spirit, I call it Gus. When Gus gives you the the nudge, it's always a good thing. So if I hear, you know, go put your feet in grass, then I, then I do it. Mm. Or if I hear eat a cookie, I do it. Yeah. Or go sit outside and look at the clouds. I do it because yeah. sometimes those itty bitty things, I'll see a cloud that'll remind me of something and then I'll get a nudge to do something else and I'll get a nudge to do something else. And it's almost like this little path that leads me out of back out of places where I've been on the brink of suicide to where I can actually just be okay in that moment. Yeah, I can relate to all of that. But because I think sometimes when you get hit, and you get kicked when you're down and you get kicked when you're down it it's so i know for some people and and even for me and people we've been talking to it's almost impossible sometimes to think that you can ever get out of there and it's also easy to just think well i think this is it then i think this is my this is what i've been dealt i'm just gonna lay down and just keep getting kicked because i'm used to it now you know um and i I've been, you know, and spoken to, again, spoken to people at the point of no hope. I have no hope left. I have nothing left. I've got nothing more to give and I can't do anything to get myself out. And then I've watched those people slowly but surely take those steps to get themselves out, you know. And I think you're right. It's just those little tiny things. I mean, now I can't stop thinking about a chocolate chip cookie because I think that's what I I really need to make me me feel better right now. But yes, the little things. (laughs) It's and, and if it's if it's a chocolate chip cookie and you're on a diet, fucking eat the cookie. Yep. You're not going to die because you ate a cookie. <laughs> you're not going to, you know, you're not going to gain 500 pounds. And guess what? If you do, it's still okay because who you are at the center of your meat sack is a pretty cool person. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, this is amazing. I think this is. Um, I think we've covered everything. Unless there's anything else you you 
you feel that we we can add to the story, but it's so perfect for all of the um, the um, the things we want to be covering in each of these episodes. It's that resilience. It's that. Um, right, I mean, again, rising from the rising from the ashes, and all of the things you discussed about how to start to make yourself feel better when you have been at the at the end at the crossroads. You know. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just remember that the baby steps stir up the magic. You don't have to take big steps, baby mm-hmm. steps. And if you can't even step, you can crawl. And if, if you can't crawl, then get on an army crawl on your elbows, do whatever, but do some movement. The movement creates the magic. Yeah. Wow. In whatever way you can move, move, it'll create magic. I love it. What's the, um, before we go, what's the latest on your job, on your wrist and on your house? So I'm back in my house um, and I'm built, I've got, you know, I'm building my furniture little by little. Um, My wrist still bothers me. That's why like when I journal, I get to like a certain point, my wrist is like, yo, bitch, we're done. And so we stop. (laughs) And then um, as far as the job goes, I've started my own company. So I, wow. I empower women to rise from the ashes of their lives. So I do one-on-one coaching. I have a course and stuff like that. So it's just, it's amazing. And, and I'm just every day overwhelmed that I get to do this. I get to do this. I mean, thank you. That's, that's, it's so great to meet you. And what, what we'll do is in the after section of this episode where um, myself and Kyle give some extraordinary insights into what we've just heard, um, we'll make sure that we include the, the link to your business and um, any useful uh, links that you think are going to be helpful to people after they listen to your story as well. Perfect. I would love that. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll speak soon. Thank you. All right. All right.